Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in 1 Corinthians, uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, or the epistle uh, that Paul has written to the Corinthians, the, the church at Corinth. Now, Corinth is a port town, or a pretty big city, really, I think, for, is my understanding, of, in uh, Greece, and they had a lot of... Um, you know, they had a lot of temples to, uh, like, the Greek gods. Uh, I think they mainly focused on, who did they say they mainly focused on? I think it was Aphrodite, that type of thing. So they had a lot of um, things going on that we wouldn't necessarily think was great, but they had a lot of prostitution and different things. So, uh, pardon my noise here. I do have some laundry going. If you hear that in the background, hopefully my sound editing will clean some of that up. But nonetheless, um, we want to read, we read last time in chapter 11. Now in Paul, in chapter 11, uh, at the end, was giving the uh, example of the Lord's Supper and teaching them how not to take that. Back then they were actually really doing a real meal, like they, I think they were trying to do like the Passover meal. And he was explaining to them how to do this in an orderly fashion. And you can see how, what... Paul says, and how Paul says to conduct this um, has influenced us today. Now we're going to move on. In chapter 12 here, Paul is going to change topics and talk to them about spiritual gifts. Now, I do want to say that while we do not have active spiritual gift to gifts today, I mean, if um, it's not to say that you know God is all-powerful and he can do whatever he wants, and it's not to say that we couldn't have under the right conditions, but to my knowledge, we do not have these active spiritual gifts today. I don't see these things happening, um, but um, you can still read this and understand what Paul is talking about and how we all work together within the body of Christ you know, to be one in the church and how we all have our different functions, our different roles to play, but we all work together and we all work for the same purpose and we all serve the same Lord. So that's a very high level synopsis. So let's let's get into this. This is first first Corinthians chapter twelve, verse one. Now about the spiritual gifts, now I am reading from the Amplified Bible. I'm gonna to try to make sure I say that. I forget so many times till we're about midway through, but I am reading from the Amplified Bible. I, I just think it helps clarify and elaborate something on some things. So, verse 1. Now, about the spiritual gifts, the special endowments given by the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led off after speechless idols. However you were let off, whether it be by impulse or habit. Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the power and influence of the Spirit of God can say, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is my Lord, except by the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. So he's making that distinction no one is going to curse Jesus and say bad things about Jesus and claim to be of God. Well, he's, he's basically saying they, they could say that, but no one is really going to be from God if they're 
if they're saying those types of things. Okay. No one, no Christian is going to say bad things like that about our Lord. And anyone who claims that Jesus is our Lord, or is their Lord, is at least trying to be a Christian. Now he says that they can't say that except by the Holy Spirit. So we need to understand that those who are claiming Jesus is their Lord, they're at least trying they may not, you know, you may think, and we, we probably shouldn't do this too much, but you may think, well, they're, you know, they're, they seem kind of like a pitiful <laughs> excuse for a Christian, or you may think that they're doing some wrong things or some bad things. But if we really examine ourselves, I think we'll see that we ourselves are still doing some bad things <laughs> and some wrong things. So we need to try to be fair and not be judgmental. Um, if anything, maybe we can help them, or maybe we can, um, I don't know, try to set a better example for them or something. So, uh, and, and you have to understand, I mean, different people are in different places in their walk with the Lord. Some people are just starting. Some people have been doing it for decades or all their life. And, and it just, it's all these various places we can be in that journey. All right. So, wow, okay, verse 4. Now there are distinctive varieties of spiritual gifts, special abilities given by the grace and extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit operating in believers. But it is the same Spirit who grants them and empowers believers. Now if you don't, I mean, if you wanted to, you could think of this as, as an, even just being our normal talents and gifts, not necessarily totally spiritual gifts, but just even just our normal uh, talents. Some people are better at this than that. Some people are better at art, or some people are better at writing, or some people are better at speaking, and that sort of thing. Some people are just better at, at studying, even, you know, whatever, you know. So, I mean, you don't have to think of this, but but he is talking about the spiritual gifts that they had back then, but you can apply that, bring that forward, and apply that to just the talents we have as normal people, because he's going to get down into um, some of that, and I'm, I'm getting ahead of us. Hold on. All right, so here we go. Verse 5, And there are distinctive varieties of ministries and service. See, here's where he's going to get into that. But it is the same Lord who is served, and there are distinctive ways of, of working to accomplish things. But it is the same God who produces all things in all believers, inspiring, energizing, and empowering them. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit, the spiritual illumination and the enabling of the Holy Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Holy Spirit the power to speak, the message of wisdom, and to another the power to express the word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Spirit. To another wonder-working faith is given by the same Holy Spirit, and to another extraordinary gifts of healings by the one Spirit, and to another working of miracles, and miracles being things that could only be done through the supernatural power of God. And to another prophecy, foretelling the future, speaking a new message from God to the people. And to another discernment of spirits, the ability to distinguish sound godly doctrine from the deceptive doctrine of man-made religions, religions and cults. 
And you also, um, I think you should also think of, um, of Satan or demonic influences there that are always trying to deceive man away from God. But that's just a, make, just saying that. That's just me saying that because I believe that's also a part of that. To another various kinds of unknown tongues and to another interpretation of tongues. So these were all kinds of spiritual gifts that they had back then that God gave them. And um, they needed spiritual gifts and they needed miracles to prove that they were from God and of God. And we are past the point to where that is absolutely required. We have the Word of God in, in book form and... Um, not saying they didn't have the scrolls and the and things back then, but it was not as widely available and as it is now. And I don't a hundred percent know that that is the sole reason that we do not have the gifts and powers that they had back then. Um, but that could be part of it. Part of it could just be that Jesus was God in the flesh on earth, and those who were close to Him and came in contact with Him had this power and I'm, I'm gonna say this in a weird way but kind of like they were very close to that source of that power and and they you know had close contact with that and so that power flowed to them as well just due to their nearness and the fact that they believed and followed of course I mean you couldn't have it without that but I just mean they had a better contact with it with God's power because they were right there kind of like if you look in Genesis the men of old Adam and Methuselah and all those they lived to be a lot older than we do now I think part of that is they were just so close to that power of God that that creation power back then and here these guys had a little bit of that and uh, and it was given to them by faith to have these powers to do miracles to promote and further the word and further the belief in Jesus and God uh, and it was to, it was to help empower the beginning of the Christian church of the Lord's church um, without the miracles without the signs and wonders I, I don't know if it would have caught on the way it did okay so I droned on too long about that sorry about that nonetheless all these things, the gifts, the achievements, the abilities, the empowering, are brought about by one and the same Holy Spirit, distributing to each one individually just as he chooses. For just as the body is one and yet has many parts, and all the parts, though many, form only one body, so it is with Christ. For by one Holy Spirit we are all baptized into one body, or spiritually transformed, united together, whether Jews or Greeks, Gentiles, slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one Holy Spirit, since the same Holy Spirit fills each life or each of us. So we're all part of the same body. So just like the body has many parts and many different functions for each part, or different functions for each part, not necessarily many, but anyway, the body has many parts that have different roles to play, different different functions so we are like that we're we're parts of the body of Christ oh uh, well 
Paul's going to say that better than me. Let's just move on. Um, verse 14, For the human body does not consist of one part, but of many limbs and organs. If the foot says, Because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, is it not, on the contrary, still part of the body? Of course it is. If the ear says, Because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body, is it not, on the contrary, still a part of the body? Of course it is. These are, Paul has a lot of rhetorical questions here, just to make his point. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Now this goes back to, in a way, we need to each kind of understand that we have a role and that we're not all going to be have the same role. We don't all, um, we don't all preach. We don't all teach. We don't all do the same things. We perform different functions. Um, and maybe some of us are better at teaching younger people. Some of us maybe are better teaching uh, the congregation as a whole. I, I don't know. There's just all these different roles that you can play. Some people, um, it could be that my role really, even though I do this to try to share God's word, that my role really is basically just to to work and to give into God's church and to do the little things I can uh, to help the congregation, you know, could be that's my whole role. That's all I'm supposed to do and that's all I need to do. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. All of that's good. If I'm just to be a servant in some manner, some way to help further the cause, that's, that's fine. That's what matters. <clears throat> but now, as things really are, God has placed and arranged the parts in the body, each one of them, just as he willed and saw fit with the best balance of function. If they all were a single organ, where would the rest of the body be? But now, as things really are, there are many parts, different limbs and organs, but a single body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. But quite the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are absolutely necessary. And as for those parts of the body which we consider less honorable, these we treat with greater honor, and our less presentable parts are treated with greater modesty, while our more presentable parts do not require it. But God has combined the whole body, giving greater honor to that part which lacks it, so that there would be no division or discord in the body, that is, lack of adaptation of the parts to each other. I don't know if I love the way that's said, but hold on, but, but that the parts may have the same concern for one another, and if one member suffers, all the parts share the suffering. If one member is honored, all rejoice with it. Again, there should be no divisions within the body of Christ. I know that we we tend to have some of that that mindset of, and there's and it depends. You know, if you're not in our club, you know, you know, we have that little mindset, and that's a human thing. And I realize that, and I, it may be hard to totally get away from that. But you know, we don't want to have that division or discord in the body of Christ, and we don't want to have it in our congregations. We all want to recognize and realize that we are working to the same goal, we're all serving the same Lord, the same God, we all have our different parts to play, maybe all I'm supposed to do, for instance, is um, 
support the church by coming in and cleaning up the building every week or you know it doesn't matter what it is or maybe um, you know maybe the one thing I can do is just I can contribute you know financially to the church and maybe that's the only thing I can do because I'm you know I'm I'm working and doing this other bunch of stuff and it's not that I don't put God first because it shows in my work and it shows to those around me but at the end of the day I still don't have either an ability a talent for those things and I don't have um, time maybe even to do those things and so I give or maybe I only have time that I can come in and clean and do some stuff around the building or I mean these are just a random examples I'm, I'm probably not giving you the best examples and then there are people who are really good that can teach like Sunday school and then um, there are people who can really teach the in-depth um, uh, like adult study classes and things like that there are people who are really really good with things like that and they would do that and then of course you have your preacher they have their own role and you have your elders who generally lead and guide and, and they have they have their own role um, so all that's free good stuff but I'm just trying to make that point that trying to help support Paul's point I'm not trying to mess that up in any way but we all have our different role to play now you collectively are Christ's body and individually you are members of it each with his own special purpose and function so God has appointed and placed in the church for his own use first apostles chosen by Christ, second prophets, those who foretell the future, those who speak a new message from God to the people, third teachers, then those who work miracles, then those with the gifts of healings, the helpers, the administrators, and speakers in various kinds of unknown tongues. Now, notice he mentions the helpers and the administrators. These are all important roles that we all play. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And these are rhetorical questions, and the answer is no, not everybody does everything. But earnestly desire and strive for the greater gifts if acquiring them is going to be your goal. If you consider something to be a greater gift. I, I don't consider one thing to be greater than the other. I consider them to be different. Um, but there you have it. And yet I will show you a still more excellent way. One of the choicest graces and the highest of them all. Unselfish love. Now that's the end of Corinthians 12. And he is pointing to the next chapter which is I don't know why they did this little break here they could have broke it but anyway that's fine it's fine that's what they did um, but earnestly desire and strive for the greater gifts if acquiring them is going to be your goal and yet I will show you still a more excellent way one of the choicest graces and the highest of them all unselfish love because in the next chapter this is the end of chapter 12 and chapter 13 Paul is going to speak about how um, <clears throat> going to speak about God's love, the excellent of excellence of love, God's love, how we should um, be in God's love. And I don't want to get too much into that, but that's going to be our next thing. This here in chapter 12, just like I 
said at the beginning, this has been all about how we work together as part of the body of Christ. And this is why we don't want to have divisions and um, look down on our brothers and sisters and realize that if they uh, are claiming Jesus as their Lord, then they, they are trying. They are Christians. They are trying. Now, maybe they don't have everything right. But can I honestly look in the mirror and say, I have everything right? I, I just don't think so. So I can't just discount discount them. Um, so, you know, we don't want to have those divisions. Um, even if Even if other people seem to recognize that their group, they think their group is, is it, the main one. Um, I don't think we should do that. I think we should, if anything, try to communicate with them when we are around them and when we interact with them and let them know that we believe that we're all part of the body of Christ and try to just try to nudge and change their way of thinking. Anyway, that's just my, uh, my thoughts other than the fact that, uh, you know, God says here through Paul that we, we should not have these divisions. So, but that we are all to work together. We're all to have our roles, and there's nothing wrong with that. None of us, you know, we can't all be the same thing. We can't all be the eye. We can't all be the, the ear. So, and we can't all be the mouth. So, all right. I want to thank you for listening. That's been um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Hope you have a wonderful day. Remember to stay safe. Watch out for others. And remember that God loves you.